Welcome to the Purpose Feel Mommy podcast. I'm your host, Minnie Marie. Our topics range from parenting, wellness, helpful tips, and the transparency of challenges. Hey, parenting is a journey, and let's take this adventure together. Today's show topic is talking about family and mental health from a parent's perspective. Yes, we're going to let the cat out of the bag and address the elephant in the room when it comes down to family and mental health. Let's get into today's topic. Just a brief disclaimer on today's topic on family and mental health. We'll be addressing this topic from a parent's perspective and not a mental health professional's perspective with the hopes of opening the conversation of mental health, breaking the stigmas associated with mental health and from a place of transparency with the hopes of again of family wellness when it comes down to mental health with parenting and purpose. So we're going to dive right into today's topic and talking about family and mental health. I believe that it's so important to address it just when we talk about family, period, because family's mental health wellness individually and collectively is so important, just as much as the physical component. I know a lot of times we talk about eating right and exercise and all of that, but let's talk about this mental health component. And I call it the little elephant in the room when it comes down to family discussions. And again, I'm talking about this from a parent's perspective and a a little perspective when it comes down to working with youth through education and nonprofit for about 19 years, but definitely more so from a parent's perspective. When it comes down to calling it the elephant in the room, because it's not something that we openly talk about, you know, at the dinner table, we can have someone say, you know, I don't want to eat that. You know, that, that runs my sugar up for our loved ones that deals with, uh, diabetes, but you're not going to have anyone say, ah, you know what? I'm not going to make it to the cookout, you know, mm, not having a, a, a good day right now. My anxiety is a little bit higher than normal. So I'm just going to stay in. That's when it's like, shh, shh, You know, so that's when we started the whispering and concerns. And I'm going to talk about why we don't address it um, when it comes down to family and mental health. But I'm glad that we're opening up the discussion and the dialogue because it starts off simply as this, the little elephant in the room at your family function or get together. All right. And then later on, after years of never addressing it, now we have this adult elephant in the room and we're seeing some things that happen quite frequently, you know, frequently when it comes down to, you know, a relative or a loved one or someone within our home, a family member. And then, oh no, here it is. Now we have this hot pink adult elephant in the room. It is wide open. We can't deny it. And usually when we get to that point, I'm not saying that it's too late to reach out for help, but at this point, the cat is definitely at the bag versus We could have definitely talked about it more openly and it could have been more acceptance and help with that loved one or even ourselves with uh, discovering a treatment plan when it comes down to mental health wellness for being purpose-filled parents. All right. I think it's time for us to break the stigmas. One of the things that is associated with the stigmas of mental health is we internalize it. We see that if there is something going on with our children and even within ourselves that someone 
has to be the blame who did something. And maybe it was a factor that happened within an incident that happened within the family. And that's okay to address. And that factor could be something is um, divorce, separation. That not only affects the two adults involved in the marriage, but it also affects those children. You know, you're going from a, a home with two parents to now one parent or in my case, I was raised um, in the beginning with a two parent home and then later uh, seeing my mom as a single mom and it never was addressed. It was just like, especially within certain cultures, we just don't want to talk about it. And also when it comes down to religion, you know, everything was like, you know, just give it to God. Everything will be OK. Sweep it on the run. Just make it just just keep going and just be strong. And what about you know what? Um, mama is stressed out and later on, you know, seeing some of the health challenges from just holding everything all in or having those moments where we would say someone just snapped and they actually was having an episode or a manic episode, but no one talked about it or even knew how to address it because that's something that we don't want to keep all within the family. That's something we want to sweep underneath the rug. And we don't want to do that. We want to have that open discussion just as well as we can go to a cookout. And I could say this again, where someone say, oh, my knees hurting or that messes with my sugar or that gives me a flare up. But if we said anything in association with mental health, we somehow associate that with weakness and, and, and being un, unstable. And that's far from the truth. So let's break that stigma when it comes down to that. Um, another thing other than out uh, internalizing it, it spotlights the family. So we don't want to be highlight highlighted on our, our, our flaws or what we perceive as flaws. You know, that's something we can't post on social media and get our likes about. And those, some of the things that we're, we've buried deep, deep, deep down in the family where we're like, you know, keep that in the, keep that deep down in the closet. Don't bring that out. But when it comes down to the physical component of our family's history, that's often spoke about. Well, you know, my grandfather had the same condition. My um, heart disease is something that I'm very aware of within myself because of my family's history on that. But if I spoke about having family history of having a grandmother or someone close dealing with anxiety or depression that's not as open but now I can say this when you go into a physician's office they will ask you questions not just on the um the form to fill out or a questionnaire about the physical component but now they're starting to introduce the conversation of mental health so I know you spoke about heart disease within your family, but also I see you checked depression or you checked anxiety or another form. So I'm glad that's kind of coming within um, our communities now and talking about mental health and families. And I really think that's it. The internalizing and feeling like we're being spotlighted and worrying about what other people may say or think, and also not understanding too how to cope with it. No one tells you after you've addressed an issue within um, the family, such as anxiety, depression, even a personality disorder. And we can go on and on when it comes down to that. And there are some personality disorders that definitely affect the family. Um, I was talking with someone a, a few months back and we we're talking about a condition such as histrionic personality disorder. That's something that you can look up. And that's um, the hysterics, the drama, someone constantly causing dissension and purposely seeking that. And that's one of those things that we don't really talk about, you know, 
I think with what's going on in society and the media, we have opened up the conversation when it comes down to personally personality disorders. And I'm not going to focus just on that when it comes to narcissism. That's the big word now. But I'm talking about some major um, personality disorders that affect the family. And it's like, okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about bipolar. Let's talk about how we know our loved one is getting close to um, having a manic episode or what. What is this person's trigger when it comes down to anxiety? Because there is a trigger. I've been very transparent when it comes down to my mental health, uh, when it comes to being a blogger. And I've shared different blogs on that. And what I can say in living with anxiety is understanding and knowing my triggers and having that understanding and that open conversation uh, as a family. It definitely helps out because there may be you know, within your family, if the mother has it or the father, sometimes there's the child too. And if you have already openly addressed yours and start, you know, your mental health, um, issue, and then you've started your treatment plan, it helps you better when it comes down to parenting and recognizing the signs. Like, you know what? I see that my daughter has some of the similar things. So let me pay attention to, you know, I'm saying look around and ask and talk to her teacher and see what are some things going on so I can better help her too. Because anyone who finally, and I give you, um, if I can say, you know, clap for this point, once you openly addressed that you have, um, a mental health challenge, it's nothing to be ashamed about. I give kudos to you because once you addressed it and have sought out help and started your treatment plan, you can help your children later if you see some of them having the same signs. So I definitely want to give a kudos for those of you guys who are dealing with that and to not feel like you have to carry the burden of shame and understanding your family's history on it. Maybe grandmother never got help. Maybe aunts, your aunt never got help or dad, but now you're getting yourself help and now you can also help yours. So again, remember a diagnosis is not a prognosis. So let's talk about the education um, component when it comes down to that. Again, those of us who have, who've worked with youth throughout the years or our educators can tell you that we see a lot. And regardless, if you say something as a parent, (laughs) or even the child opens up, but most, more than likely, most often they do open up to a teacher or a loved one or a mentor that they're close with. We know, we know. And, um, I will say this, God, school guidance counseling, when I was in school, they did, you know, open conversations up. But I think now, sadly, a lot of things have been with emphasis within education on test scores. So a lot of the counselors, great counselors, I actually went to school, um, for my master's within the school guidance counseling, there uh, is a lot of times focusing on testing. However, there are mentors that are there, um, that are starting to really help out. And I pray that your school has a mentoring program. I've ran a mentoring program for nine years, um, working with young girls. And I can also say with working with fine arts, just connecting through that outlet with youth, seeing them act on stage in theater or seeing them dance. A lot of times they just release all that pent up frustration and different things and just let it out. And it's a good positive outlet when it comes down to just benefiting them with mental health. I would like you to check out the blog post on that at Purpose Feel Mommy with Minnie Marie. 
And there are 10 steps for you to help your child's overall wellness when it comes down to mental health. And we're going to revisit this discussion and talking about mental health because I want to share those topics within a podcast. But you can check out that blog post on that and some different helpful tips that you can use as a parent when it comes down to mental health awareness within your home and making sure as best as you can within your capacity, help your child and your family when it comes to mental health. Now, let's talk about another thing when addressing the, the, the elephant in the room when it comes down to having a child dealing with a mental health challenge. Um, I'm going to share this transparently without um, making too much of, you know, of a, a of a discussion to protect my family, but having a child who I could see that there were some things that was going on. And as a parent, I did my best to, you know, to talk to the teachers, you know, share with them any changes that was, you know, maybe could affect them. I know we transitioned from moving from one city to another city and at the time going through a divorce and I could still see, even from being a, a, a little one, that they still had some um, behaviors that were concerning. And the teachers, and please do not all the time ignore the teachers. If they're calling you about your child, start documenting that, not just so you can later go into the principal's office and fuss. But, I mean, sometimes you may have to if you see your child being picked on. And that's another topic within itself about, you know, uh, bullying when it comes to children. But when it comes to just understanding like, okay, this seems to be a recurring thing. So just reaching out to get counseling. And sometimes when you reach out and you get counseling, I will say this is just like the princess and the frog. You may have to kiss a few toes before you find the right therapist or the right counselor to work with your child and beginning that treatment plan. I mean, and when I, when I tell you that just, after finally finding the right counselor, um, beginning a treatment plan and following through with that when it came down to medication, if medication is part of that treatment plan, so be it understanding that child's uh, triggers or and just because, you know, a child's trigger points that may, you know, make them upset or make them withdrawn. That's what I'm talking about. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to walk on eggshells. It's just understanding and knowing, okay, I know if I do this right here, that that may not be something healthy for my child right now. That's what I'm saying. Even if it's a relative, I don't, I know we don't want to talk about that, but even if it's a relative and talking about that may be a trigger, you know, but just having that understanding, following that treatment plan and not worrying about what anybody was going to say and getting that child help. I can definitely tell you later on seeing my child improve in so many ways. And there are certain things that when the family dynamics change that we have to address. And if it's not your thing to do a family meeting, we try to do a family meeting here once a month. Um, just We just sit down at our little uh, rickety table and just talk it out. And we have our little officers. It's funny because they, they switch up who's going to be the treasurer or president. But it's just a way to just open up conversation. That's where I'm coming from. But um, just talking about it. Um, and I'm glad that within 
my child that I experienced that with, that we have a conversation, we, we just have an open conversation and they, sh they share with me how they appreciate it. And just understanding the family history and background, again, shifts in dynamics, being alert and aware when it comes down to that. If so, talk to the teacher, tell the teacher, hey, um, after you then seen your child have a complete meltdown, that it's all right to reach out and say, hey, this is going on at home. Again, you don't have to be um, tell everything. You know, I'm not asking you to do that. Some of us are just open people. And even in openness, you still have to be a little, you know, hush hush in this when it comes down to disclosing certain things in protection of your family. But just talking to the teacher to see have they noticed any changes with your child. And if there's some behaviors that you've noticed from toddler until teen and nothing has never been addressed, then I think it's time for us to reach out for help. And again, you may have to try this counselor and try that counselor. Um, another reason why we don't talk about that component is because it can be expensive and um, check your your providers to see what uh, mental health linkups are within your insurance plan because that may be an option to make it more affordable to get the help you need for yourself or your child. Be very in tune with your with yourself when it comes down to parenting because it can be stressful, especially um, regard. Well, I won't even say especially regardless of whatever phase you have. Be if you have younger children, if you have teens, if you're a stay at home parent stay-at-home mom, if you're a working mom, parenting is stressful. So be in tune with what and how you're feeling, all right? Not being ashamed if, okay, this is going on right now with me. I'm not at my best self. All right, I need to reach out. Same thing goes to your children. And coming from a faith-based uh, perspective with my blog and also and uh, as a Christian, I know a lot of times we say we want to pray it out, we're going to cast this demon out or whatever like that. I do believe that it's time to start talking about mental health when it comes down to the church. And there's certain things that, hey, you, I'm, I'm all for prayer. Pray before I did my podcast, but I'm also for getting help because there are people and the same thing when it comes down to mental health. You could be a mental health professional and still have a mental health uh, issue and a challenge no different than you can be a pastor and still deal with depression and still be a father or still be a mother. All right. So. Again, I hope you enjoyed our topic. Let's break the tabooness when it comes down to that. If you or your family, anyone in your family has any um, mental health challenges and concerns, do not be afraid to reach out. Um, it doesn't have to be a big uh, speech at the 4th of July cookout, but it can be something that you can address quietly and in your own discretion. And if it comes down to reaching out for help, check your um, providers to see where there is um, a, counsel a counselor or a therapist where you can begin the process. Have open dialogue with your child's pediatrician and sharing any concerns that you have seen behaviorally. Um, ADHD is something that is um, more diagnosed with boys, but sometimes a child may have ADHD and a little bit more too. There are a lot of different things when it comes down to that. So make sure don't, if you still see that you've, you know, the ADHD was addressed, but there still may be some other issues of aggression or uh, withdrawnness. Let's talk about it. All right. Talk to that with your pediatrician or your child's doctor and see what treatment plans are available. So 
I hope you enjoyed today's show. Please check out the blog post on that when it comes down to Purpose Feel Mommy with Minnie Marie. You can find that at my website. You can find a, um, a, a personal blog on high functioning and anxiety. Um, also, mental health awareness for parents. You can check out that a YouTube video on that at Purpose Feel Mommy on YouTube. And you can also check out some helpful tips on how you as a parent can help your child with their overall mental health. Hey, thanks for joining me for the Purpose Fill Mommy with Minnie Marie podcast. I hope you enjoyed and was informed by our conversation on family and mental health and that you appreciated its transparency. For the overall benefit of opening the conversation when it comes down to mental health, wellness, and our families. So if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you join in by being a sponsor and you can follow me, Purpose Fill Mommy with Minnie Marie at all your social media sites, sending you and your family good vibes. And you know what I'm going to say? It's all in the family. Until next time.